Welcome back to another episode of Good Enough. This is your host, Stefano Stanzo, speaking. You are the good few. How are you doing, folks? Good thing I don't talk like that. Oof. God, my voice is already intolerable, so. Yeah, no. Okay, we're back. We're doing it. Episode 11, <clears throat> and things are rolling. Uh, good to have you guys back. Thank you for listening. I personally loved the Sam episode. Yeah, episode 10, that was pro- that was probably one of my favorites. He came in here, and he was funny and adorable and a little irreverent, uh, irreverent. That's how you say that word. Everything about it was good. I hope you guys enjoyed it, too. And if you haven't listened to it yet, and for some reason are on this episode because you're afraid of the number 10 or afraid of Sam, I don't know what, um, go back and listen to it. It's really good. But things are going well. Podcast is moving. I don't even have a lot to talk about in this intro today. All I know is that good things are coming. Well, I guess a couple of things to talk about. Uh, look, we're... we're uh, good enough is going to be getting some new skin soon. Uh, the logo that I used originally is still going to live on forever. I'll still always use it somehow, but I'll be changing that pretty soon just cause I'm working with some graphic designers to make something that's really cool, really recognizable. Uh, now that I have a little bit more time to think about it and work on it, this, originally I was working on a logo that would just be good enough for launch. Oh, good enough. Always plugging it. But yeah, I, I just wanted a logo that would look good for now, but we're working on something new that I'm just, I'm obsessed with. It's this kind of thing that I'm going to be putting on hats and hoodies and t-shirts and all that stuff. It's the kind of logo that you would wear, even if you didn't like the podcast, like even if you didn't listen to the podcast, you're like, I I, I would wear this because it looks cool. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Maybe you guys will buy some merch. That would be cool. Cause I'm spending a lot of fucking money on this thing and I'm enjoying every bit of it. It's worth every goddamn penny, but it'd be cool to get a couple of pennies back. At least stop myself from bleeding money. If I could break even, that would be beautiful. Money, 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 money. And so there's that. Also, I'm getting a new job. I think God, I hope my boss doesn't listen to this. Imagine if he finds out. If that, imagine if this is my two weeks. I know my boss doesn't listen to my podcast. My boss doesn't listen to me talk. He, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, and that might make me a little bit more financially available to grow this podcast a little bit more. Who knows? Things are awesome. My life is going well, and I hope yours is too. That being said, we're gonna. Uh, so you know how I've been talking about how I wanted to bring fitness guys onto this episode, fitness people not just fitness guys. There are definitely women in fitness I would love to speak with, but uh, finally had my first official fitness related guest. However, he kind of bridges the gap really well because he's also an artist. He's an actor, uh, both theater and film. Uh, my friend, uh, my friend Les, he God, it was, it was such a fun episode. So, so much fun having him in here. I don't think he does a lot of podcasts, so it was cool to get to talk to him in this format. And I think you did a great job. I think you guys are going to really like it, but yeah, we talk about fitness and the relationship between fitness and art because we both have that in common. And I think you're going to really like it. So here it is episode 11 with my boy Les. Thank you guys for coming by. You're the good few. And I love you. Couldn't afford the rights to any songs. So I wrote this one. This shit is going to change real fast. <laughs> oh, shit. And you better change with it. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> What's going to change real fast? You just, Everything. That's what you said. You said to start with the line, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the line. 
Okay, so so what's gonna change? You mean like everything the- changes fast? Oh yes, it does. Everything okay, okay, fast. okay. I didn't know everything. how big. I didn't know if you were just talking about like maybe you don't like the decorating of this room. <laughs> you're like you're like I don't like the color of these dude, walls, this table. I dude, don't know if that- you said you said yo, hey, give me a line. Yeah, you don't got to be this, this, yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. then you get and then you looked at me. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, that's the line. Uh huh. Okay, that's the line. Yeah. Cool. So everything's gonna change. <laughs> but like, let's talk about that a little bit more. I mean, you you understand the nature of change obviously uh yeah. with, with with what with between bodybuilding and all the stuff you're involved in well before we get into all that just let my guests know who you are my name is leslie billingsley Le- and uh, what's your last name billingsley billingsley, billingsley. I only know you by less i got the longest last name yeah. ever there's only one I, i've come to the conclusion and one of my boys told me this he <laughs> said yo he said between all the things that you do he said if anybody says leslie in certain places he says every, people usually know he said they're only talking about one person right he said because he said everybody pretty much knows you at gyms and stuff like that so he said mm, somebody says leslie he said i know they're talking about you you're preaching to the choir man <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody he said, nobody he said there's no nobody in this country knows any stefanos he said <laughs> <"You're kidding?" laughs> when you go to italy you hear my name left and right stefano stefano over here dude I'm like one of two in Connecticut. <laughs> oh no, I know. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like you know, yeah. you know, who who else? There's no, there's no, uh, there's no black guys named Leslie in Connecticut. That's a good one. Leslie, Les, that yeah, no, you have, you definitely have a white name. Maybe one of the whitest names I've ever heard, yeah. especially on a black guy. <laughs> well, you know, I always asked my mother about that. I said, well, how did I get the name Leslie? And she just said, well, I just liked it. She just wanted to do something different. I like it. And I was like, all right. You got Leslie any other? It is. Any other siblings? No, it's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my. Uh, uh, my cousin, we kind of grew up together, so I always tell people I have an older brother, right. which I basically do because mm-hmm. we grew up together in the same house. Yeah, my cousin Cam, and that's probably the, the closest thing I have to a sibling. Ah, very know? cool. Very yeah. Cool. So, so um, let's ask every one of my guests, and you're one of my guests, so mm-hmm. we'll start right off with it. What makes you happy? What gets you out of bed? What's what 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 gets you going, dude? Knowing that better things are coming. Oh, know? okay. Yeah. Knowing that good things are coming. Right. You know. Uh, do you find it hard to be present with that? Like, like putting that sort of no anticipation for the future? No, no, no. Because I, I feel like you kind of always got to have that. Nice. You nice. got to always got to have that. Yeah. Because if you lose that, then you kind of just get stuck in this thing where you're just turning the wheels. I was going to say spinning your wheels. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're not really excited about what's next. So true, man. So true. And you know that through. So you and I speak in very similar terms because we both are on similar paths as far as go hard in the gym and also have uh aspirations in entertainment absolutely so you uh you recently you're, you're an actor right yes and uh tell people about that role you just nailed that was pretty cool um well i got a small role in uh steven spielberg's remake of west side story that's so dope which is kind of odd for me because i grew up looking at that movie with my mom right and my grandmother so Hell yeah um and uh, I just recently got in a union. Just recently got in a SAG. That is huge. And uh, I've been at I've been active for a long time. Right. I've been active for a long time. Yeah. But um, it's a grind. Oh and yeah. It's worth it. Uh, you put in a lot of work. If you're gonna be successful with it, if you want to be successful with it, if you want to do like I'm, what my aspiration is to do is to push it all the way. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want to do. You got to be able to dig in, and oh, yeah. I know, I know for a fact that's where I'm at right now. I'm oh yeah, digging. No, in. no, you you grind. You know what I'm saying you grind in everything you do, man. So. Back, uh, back to the gym because we go way back. Yeah. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about strongman competitions, how I did one recently, and how I did one back in the day 
uh, less competed in that same strongman competition I did yep. back a few years ago. I was, I competed in the heavyweights. Uh-huh. I, I was too, I had to be like 285 or something like that. Yeah. And I took last place in it and in, in my weight class. And you, I think you took home some medal that day, right? I, I took home, I took home third. Awesome. And I remember I took home third and it's funny. Shout out to my man, big Luke Santella. Cause uh, uh, yes, I've shouted him out to the, on this before. Too. We yeah, were, we were man. just, we were just talking about this not too long ago. So Lou, <clears throat> you know, Lou was a hundred percent right about this. And this is one of the things that happens at bodybuilding competitions. It happens at, Powerlifting in happens to strong men. We get guys that go there just to get medals. Yeah. So uh I was in a division where all the guys were like two twenty. Yeah. And I was like hundred and sixty pounds. Yeah. And I remember Lou made a big fuss and he was like, Nope, recount them scores again because he said something was wrong. And as soon as they did count, they said, Oh yeah, this kid did come in third, and that's how that's how yeah. that happened. No shit. So you so you didn't originally place. No, I didn't originally place, but I I won like four events. Oh, okay. So I remember Lou was like, "There's no way in hell that he didn't place." Yeah. With the guys that were in his division, yeah. he said that just this shit doesn't make sense. So uh-huh. he made them count them scores again. I'll never forget right. that. He said, "Nope, count them again," and they did. And then they were like, "Oh yeah, we were wrong here and here." Damn, he's so here. experienced and strong, man. He knew off the top of his head he that knew, you he, placed. Yeah, he knew it was wrong. That's so he knew, cool. He knew man. something was wrong. Yeah, dude, it was awesome having him. He was basically my my ring man, um, my my corner man for that whole comp. The the strong man I just did. Oh yeah, like the new the the most recent one. He was my mentor. He was my coach. He took me on just as a friend, and he he came there the day of to cheer me on. He coached me through the diet. He gave me my program. He gave me everything, and I got so goddamn strong in like eight weeks like, oh yeah like I, and i mean obviously i already had a base of strength but like yeah dude that he is he is a wizard with that stuff oh big no, time. He's, he's the man big he's time. the man but uh so yeah you you understand that whole grinding principle and i and when it comes to lifting acting and comedy all that stuff whatever you're trying to build whatever passion you're trying to build it really is about that whole what you see in the future like making that come to light absolutely the, the way you worded it that good things are coming absolutely and like you you ended up doing a play, right? I, I that's how I started doing stage. Exactly, work. And, that's how I started. And like so, f- some some of, actually some of my listeners do theater, but uh, a lot of my listeners know I do theater. But like, it applies to everything in life. So so mm-hmm. so when theater starts, every single production, it doesn't matter how good your cast is, how good your director is, how good your theater company is, it starts off like fucking trash. Nobody knows where to go. Nobody knows their lines. You're off, nobody's off book. It is a catastrophe. And you're like, how are we going to turn this into a story? Nobody knows what's going on. And and you have to just know that come the day of that opening uh, opening performance, everything will have been put together. It all comes together. It really does. It all comes together. That's one of the most fascinating things about theater. And while I'll probably be a theater dude for life is that, you know that chance to get every single time it never it never seems like it's going to be pulled off i love i love that process that's yeah, awesome so what that's one of my favorite things and it's one of the things i love most about being an actor too is that i get to go to different places and sometimes i'll go places for extended stays but that was the thing i loved as i got better and better um I started doing shows in different places. And you right. know, when you do like, if you do a show in Massachusetts, you do a show in New Hampshire or like a repertory theater or something like that, obviously they put you up. And that was my favorite part yeah. because you're brought into this process. Nobody knows each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy's from here. That guy's from here. He's from over there. He's from, oh, where is he from? He's from Iowa. Okay, great. Uh, nobody knows each other. So that is just like you're saying, that first table read, we're all getting a feel for each other. Yeah. 
getting these lines. And then the day we open, it's just on from there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And you're all kind of like friends now. You've become like a little family. You become family. It's crazy. You become family. There are some casts that, you know, that post-show blue is a real thing. There are some casts that it was so painful for me to say I do. Like it started feeling like like, uh, some of the bigger Christmas Carol. uh, Well, I've done a Christmas Carol twice with uh, Center Stage. And uh, the second one was just so we were so tight like it was it was sad yeah sad and it's like oh, i don't yeah. want that's my cousin that's my uncle like i don't want them to to go away but like yeah those those things you know that, that's how it works yeah. but that whole like what you and i and a lot of people uh have have been able to find is that falling in love with a process because mm-hmm. and and there and I, in my lifetime, really want to bridge the gap between artsy people and fitness people, which mm-hmm. is why, why you're such a great guest to have on, because you understand that there's a relation. Yes. Because I noticed that like a lot of people in the arts aren't into fitness, and a lot of people who are into fitness aren't into the arts, because artsy people were picked on by dudes who look like they're into fitness, and fitness dudes... <laughs> picked on the artsy kids and and you know like these thing these memes play out in real life where like like they they don't get to see the benefits of the other but like fitness people are such good candidates for the arts because they could see something and bring it through when you look yourself in the mirror what you're seeing is months from now what you're going to be and you're putting in the work to make it happen the same thing you do with theater right and then theater nerds like all those kids would be jacked jacked and like healthy and happy and 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 discover what's so great about fitness like you it's not all ego man like you you have so many health benefits and so many mental health benefits from being able to do this stuff but that's because we still in many ways in in both areas we still create a version of what we think something is Mm -hmm. from the outside right Want to so explain that? Like, I like that. So it's like we look at a we look at a bodybuilder. So you look at a guy, you know you you look at a guy at the gym, and then you'll just damn, he got that hoodie on and mm-hmm. he's lifting all those weights and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, probably can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. It's probably all he does oh, yeah. all day long. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And then you look at you look at a theater person. Ugh, kid has no life, no girlfriend. Look at him. Mm-hmm. It's all he does all day. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be like that, you know. So we create these perceptions of each Absolutely. other. And we re- we don't realize in many ways how much we're alike. It's oh, all about a process. So like, bodybuilding, so like. bodybuilding, powerlifting, strongman. It's all about a process. Yeah. Theater show, uh, film, TV. It, it's it's about a process. Yeah, it's about a process. It's about insecurities and not being able to express them or covering them up because, like, that's what bo- like. What, what art does a lot of times you're expressing your insecurity in a way that you wouldn't be able to as like your normal self. And yeah. when I say art, I mean all art, not just performing art, but just if you're making paintings, you're making music, whatever that is. Absolutely. And then with lifting, I mean, every single bodybuilder you've ever seen has some horrible insecurities that they're working through, obviously mm-hmm. to get that way. And there's just such a through line between the two of just like, they both want to express themselves basically. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm glad I've been able to find that in my, like I'm glad I've been able to pursue both at the same time and discover those similarities. And uh, you know, there, there's, there's, there's a real relationship between that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, we're <clears throat> I, I, cause I'm a little bit older than you, but I, I'll say this guys around my age, we're just a generation of guys, you know, Many ways we were raised by Stallone, Schwarzenegger, yeah, yeah. and Ronnie Coleman. Oh yeah, 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. So he didn't. You know, we had no. You have no idea. I had no idea that. You know, I'm looking at Rocky movies, and that was gonna have an impression on me. Or I'm looking at a Schwarzenegger movie, or Arnold Schwarzenegger's bodybuilder, or I was influenced by all those same all guys, those guys, yeah. Ronnie Coleman. You know, I remember it, a lot of people. Some people gonna be too too young to remember this, but once upon a time, ESPN used to cover bodybuilding, and that's when I remember seeing Ronnie Coleman. Really, ESPN How- used to cover bodybuilding. That was the first time I saw Ronnie Coleman. And I remember, I was like, I had never seen no shit like that before in my life. Yeah, and oh my god, he revolutionized it, man. So, he brought it to a different level, but yeah. So to understand, to see that, mm-hmm. and then as a kid, you go, okay, that's what I want to look like. Yeah. So, uh, for me, where it comes from, because I'm not really aesthetics-based, I'm more mm-hmm. performance-based. And so, obviously, I was huge most of my life. I was a big, big guy most mm-hmm. of my life. And eventually I figured out athleticism and nutrition and I got to where I am now. And a lot of that has to do with, uh, not just, not just the action heroes, but like I watched a lot of what, uh, the stories that are, what are now playing out on the big screen. Those, those Marvel superheroes, Mm -hmm. right? I watched a lot of superhero cartoons when I was a kid and deep planted deep, deep, deep inside me was, I, I want. And guys, I don't care how corny this sounds, but it's also coming from me. You guys know me. You know I'm corny as shit. I always wanted superpowers. I dreamt of lightning flowing from my fingertips when I was in like set like second grade. I could clearly remember being a seven-year-old thinking how cool it would be if I was the god of Thundor or if I could lift <laughs> a house over my head. All this crazy shit and just show my friends. And it sounds so crazy, but then you bring it to today and I've honed these things over years where like I'm at this point where like I'm... I could lift I could lift a quarter ton and go run 20 miles. Like I'm literally trying to discover my superpowers, you know? Like that's all this is for me and and I the way that I look isn't is just indicative of that. It's like I could I would look a lot differently if I focused on my looks. That's called aesthetics and mm-hmm. that's something I incorporate in my training a little bit, but it's not everything to me. But yeah, man, that's like I was influenced so early on, man. All I ever wanted was to have superpowers. I- I, I read that's I read comic books as a kid. Yeah. So all these movies coming out now, it's like my childhood has just come to life. That's what it's all about, man. You they're know? they're selling their nostalgia back to us, and it's working. Mm-hmm. I'll just give them all my money. <laughs> but you know, but like what we do as actors, or what we do as weightlifters, what we do is you know what we do as people in the fitness. It's like having superpowers. My yeah. boy, my boy Hen. You know, shout out to my boy Hen. He said this last week. We had a really good we had a really good uh deadlift session this was mm-hmm. like last Monday. And uh then we were we me, him and uh my boy E, we were texting each other after. Yeah. And he was like, It's just so awesome to be around guys who were dedicated to what we do and you know, we're doing this, we're pushing these kind of numbers in the gym and you know he said, you know, we think it's normal what we do. Yeah, we normalize. He said the we, shit he out said of we this. think it's normal. He said, because this, look at the people that we hang around. We're yeah. around each other every day. So it's not odd for us to go, you know, you walk into a place and you see a guy doing deadlift and 600 pounds for reps. It's just like, okay. Yeah. We think it's yeah, normal. Yeah, you normalize it. We Absolutely. think it's normal. But also, on a flip side, as an actor or an artist, yeah, we think it's normal that... What do you mean you can't memorize that monologue? Yeah, exactly. It's easy as shit. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Somebody will look at that and they'll go, I'll, I'll never get all of that in my mm-hmm. brain. Yeah. But to us, give me five minutes. Yeah. What do you, like my last play, what do you mean I, uh, uh, you have to 
do a whole play in a Norwegian accent. That's that's just the character. He's Norwegian, so I'm going to do a Norwegian accent. Norwegian. Yeah, that's not <laughs> Stefano. Exactly, he's Norwegian. Exactly. He's fucking Norwegian. That's why I have a Norwegian accent. It's like it's not even a question to me. Or like, uh, so it was my second strongman, and I had to pull a van by a rope competitively. I think any you know outside of that world, people are like, "What the fuck did you do? You pulled a van That's with what you your did on Saturday and a rope. Like, <laughs> That's how you spent your day off. That's what you were doing." I'm like, "Yeah, man. That's you know whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's because it it has been so normalized to me. But uh, yeah, when you're around this stuff, when you get into like extreme hobbies and take the extreme end of things, like mm-hmm. yeah, these these and that is normalizing normalizing extraordinary shit." is such an important part of getting better because like that what I wanted to get to today is why, why I brought up like uh, superpowers is because I really want my my listeners to discover their superpowers as because sometimes all a superpower is is a power above yourself about a power above what you think you're capable of and a lot of people don't even think they're capable of running half a mile and they want to run a 5k one day and I'm like dude from what I've discovered with with the human body, without even taking performance enhancing drugs, mm-hmm. is that we severely underestimate what this meat vehicle could do. It is crazy, man. It is crazy. The f- I never thought I could get to a place where I have this much endurance running and this much strength. I never thought. I always thought that you could only be strong or run far like for me personally like i'd never have both because it takes so much out of you to train but if you just will it you just do the work you'll get there and i'm not saying that you guys have to run a marathon but like people underestimate themselves so much and it kills me because i'm like no i'm telling you just go go do something go do something a little bit harder than you normally do throw on that extra five pound plate on something that you normally lift or or walk an extra mile whatever it is man and you start to discover those things and that starts to cascade of of building yourself up uh you know i don't I, I just don't subscribe to the idea when people see what you do or they see what i do or they mm-hmm. see what somebody else at the gym does male or female <laughs> i don't want you know definitely not take anything from the females because i you know there's a lot of females they they would out they would lift me i've talked about it before there's plenty of females under that outlift me. plenty plenty of girls I right now be able to, i wouldn't even be able to keep up nope wouldn't even be able to keep and, up. It's got nothing to do with being a man. People and they don't even weigh you. the same as me. <laughs> like, I they're t- they're under my weight class, and there's women who could outlift me. Yeah. Man or woman. Oh, yeah. I don't subscribe to the idea people go, oh, I can't do that. Oh, it's, it's the uh, worst, dude. I just can't do that. I'm like, you, but you haven't tried. Yeah. You haven't tried. Or you can't yet. You can't yet. I mean, you could do anything. Oh, God, here's here's a corny line. You could do anything you set your mind to. But Jesus Christ, man, if, if that's what you want, because... This whole marathon thing, the crazy thing about it is that I counted myself out years ago. Years ago, I quit this idea that I would run a marathon one day Mm because I was too fat and I knew how hard it was. I ran like a 10-mile run and I'm like, it's impossible. It's impossible to run a marathon. I can't believe anybody does it. But like here I am, I'm fucking three weeks out. By the time this is out, I might have already run it. We'll see when when I drop this. To run a New York City marathon is on my bucket list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on my bucket list. Oh, yeah. But – I I told somebody they said that eh, they said less you gonna want to lose that much muscle to run a marathon and I said yeah I think that's just the I think that's the vanity in me here's that the, might not want to do that here's the crazy thing I'll I'll shoot that down for you right now man I've been training for years for a marathon like to one day lo- run a marathon without losing uh, muscle it's kind of my own little side project yeah I would deadlift 
you know, a heavy set, 405, 500, whatever it is, afterwards run five, six miles. That's been normal. Back to normalizing crazy shit. Mm-hmm. I've normalized that for like three or four years where like I'll I'll lift because I'm so damn fat. Like mm-hmm. I need I, I need I need to run to keep weight off. That's what my body does. It stores weight. Yeah. So I've been lifting heavy and running long for years to the point where now I the other day I hit I hit four oh five for five. I did five four three two ones mm-hmm. on deadlift. Four oh five for five and worked up to uh five hundred for a double and five fifteen for a single and the next day I ran twenty miles. Well, I ain't losing strength. I ain't losing muscle right now because I trained my body to do it. So all I'm saying is you're not going to lose as much muscle as you think. Well, to see you do it. Uh-huh. But with my own eyes, I ne- until I met the, the trainer who I've known now for the past five years, the guy I work with, his name is uh, Chuck Roche. Coach shout out Chuck. to Chuck. Coach, shout out to Coach Chuck at Fit Club. Chuck is an ultra marathon runner. Yeah, sick of does. He does like 50 mile, 100 mile. He did, like he just goes and does it. Which like, means he runs marathons on his normal training. Oh. Like, he just does it normally. Yeah, like he'll, like it's Tuesday. I need to run a marathon today. Like he that's, just he just yeah. does it. Oh yeah. And uh, Chuck, if you look at him aesthetically, you wouldn't wouldn't think he was a marathon runner. But the people who know him know he is. Right. So you <clears> just <throat> look at him and you're like, man, this guy's too muscular to be a marathon Hell runner. Oh yeah. But the people who are leaner <clears throat> and probably less in shape than he is, right. he's blowing those people out of Hell the water. Yeah, man. So that was the first person I see my actual eyes. Like, oh, okay, you can. Uh, you can still do this shit and oh, look yeah. like. And I mean, if you've seen him, you're just like, holy shit, look at this guy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, uh, there's just there's just no limitations. And I told somebody, I said, I just don't accept that. You just can't do it. Now, I accept that maybe you don't want to do it. You don't want to put the time in. That's what in. it comes down to. Yeah. If you don't want to put the time in, that's better. Yeah. Say that. I don't mind. If somebody gives me honest excuses, I'll yeah. take it. That's the only thing. I don't like excuses you know, I am definitely one of those people who subscribes to no excuses, no excuses, mm-hmm. but I'll take an excuse. If it's an honest one, you're saying like, dude, I don't want to run a marathon and that's it. That's my excuse. It's not, you know, cause a lot of people like, like I'll talk to runners and they will be, you know, and, and they're like, I ran cross country in high school. I've run cross country. I've run my whole life and I've never had the desire to run a marathon. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You don't have the desire. That's cool. Like you put in the work and like you, you probably could run when you just don't. But then there are people who are like, yeah, man, I want to lose the weight, but it's just like I can't. And then all of a sudden I'm like, bullshit. Whatever you're about to say is bullshit. I don't care what it is. You don't have time. Oh, you have a family. Dude, your f- family should be the reason that you're losing weight oh, if yeah. you give a shit about losing weight. Oh, yeah. Or or uh, I, you, you don't have the time. You absolutely have the time. You're having this conversation with me. You could be doing fucking push-ups right in front of me right now. Like, like don't say you don't. If you just straight up say, I don't want to, I'm like, fine. That's fine. Don't. But Please don't make up excuses as to why you can't. Because if you truly wanted to, you'll get it done. But it's just like anything else. Positivity can work in the same way that negativity Hell can yeah. work. In. So if you continuously tell yourself, no, nah, I can't do it. It's not going to happen. Can't do it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. That'll work on yourself. And then it just becomes this trained exercise. And then when exactly. people say things to you, it's just like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I can't Pe- do it. People wonder, ask me, people ask me how I stay so positive. And it's like, you don't, it's years of wiring myself to do so in the same way that a negative person could be so negative all the time because they've wired their brain for years to automatically respond to things negatively. It's the end of the world. This sucks. I've done the exact opposite where <laughs> you give me something, I'm automatically positive. How are we going to fix this situation? This, I, I, and I've been practicing it consciously for years. So it's not that I'm naturally happy and naturally positive. Honestly, naturally, I'm a fucking dick. I am negative naturally, but I've unwritten that shit for years through discipline, through practice, through repetition. So 
you could do it too. And I'm not saying you have to be this way. Some people want to be negative, but just as far as excuses go, like the only one I'll ever accept, only one I'll ever accept is I don't want to. Cause at least I know you're being honest. Everything else is a lie. <laughs> I think people think that you get to a certain point, whether it's the way you look aesthetically, whether it's the amount of marathons you run or whatever, whatever it is you do. Mm-hmm. I think people think you get to the point and they think, all right, that person's got it all figured out. Nope. They've got everything in the right place. It's right. all lining up. Now, that is true under one circumstance. It all lines up for that one focus. Exactly. So if you got a bodybuilding show, which I've done before, if you have a bodybuilding show, your singular focus becomes getting on stage, looking as good as you can look, bringing everything that are your strong to, I want to do one so light. bad, by the way. And you ahead. will do one. Yeah. You will do one. But keep going. Sorry, my bad. Listen, everybody listening to this, I knew Stefano. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Rob. Oh, dude, he I shout owe him to, so much. Shout dude. out to Big Rob. I owe him a lot. Before, I don't talk about him. This enough. is before me and Rob started working out. Yeah. And Stefano used to not show up for workouts with Rob. Yeah. And he'd be like, yo, what's oh, Stefano's supposed to meet me to work out today? And then that's how me and him started working out because Stefano didn't show up a couple times. Yeah, dude. But then Stefano started <laughs> coming more and more. And more, and then Stefano got all muscled up. He got, he got, he bulked up a lot. Oh yeah. And then he was just like, all right, "Dude, I want to come down." And then he did. Then he <laughs> lost all his weight. It's pretty much the story. <laughs> he lost all his weight, and he was like, "Nah, I'm gonna do a strongman show again." And got I was like, up. "For real? It's been got like three up. years." He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do a strongman show." I was like, yeah. "Okay." Then he did another strongman show. Took second place. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's not about uh, it's not about having it all figured out. Yeah. It's not about getting all the answers. Yeah. But if you if you can if you can dedicate yourself to a singular focus, if you can manage to prioritize, not saying you're gonna handle ten things at one time. It's just impossible. It's just right. not gonna happen. Right. But if you can say, All right, listen, this is the thing I can focus on right here, right now. You can make that you can make that happen in that lane. Yes, you know what you I'm can. saying? And you actually bring up something I was thinking about today. It goes perfectly with this is you know, in job interviews or somebody who's trying to help you out in life, mm-hmm. a lot of times they'll say, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Mm-hmm. Fuck that question so much. I understand its intention. Its mm-hmm. intention is good. It wants you to have uh, some track, somewhere to be, right? But five years doesn't factor in that car accident that takes your legs out from under you five years doesn't factor in you hitting the lottery five years doesn't factor in you losing your best friend to drugs or something like that five years doesn't factor in so many things so what you're asking me is read the future which is impossible and honestly i think useless what i think is more important is what you could do right now be in the moment be present what do you got in front of you because let's say you have a goal somewhere you want to be in five years cool but like you might get there passively you might get there by hitting all your short-term goals you Mm -hmm. know what i mean i'm constantly working on something i don't know where i'm going to be in five years because i know where i want to be later today like Mm -hmm. that's that's what i'm focused on i know i have I, i barely even have control over that but i have some idea that that'll go through you know what i mean Mm -hmm. this idea that uh you know, where do you want to be in five years from now? What if you lock yourself into something that you're not fully in love with? You know what I mean? What if you're, what if you end up five years down the line and you achieve that and you're like, damn, I wish, cause, cause 
that's going to close your mind up a little bit. You're going to close your mind off to opportunities that are going to pull you away from that five-year plan that actually might benefit you and pull you towards something better. Now, I will say this. Yeah. If if you're saying, if somebody said, hey, listen, I'm going to compete in open division, Mr. Olympia, in five years. I've only done one bodybuilding show. Okay. Yeah. So what else are you going to do during that time? Yeah. I'm not going to do anything else less. Exactly. All I'm going to do is go home, plan my meals, bodybuild. Go home, plan my meals, pose. Go home, compete. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to repeat the process again and again for five years. And in five years, I'll be at Olympia. Okay. Now, maybe if you lock yourself in that kind of zone yeah. for that kind of, that if you put <clears throat> that kind of bubble around yourself, maybe, just maybe nothing else in life will affect you during that time. Yeah, yeah. But I can tell you for me on a personal level, my life last year to where I am right now sitting with you, it's completely different. Right. It changes like that. That's yeah. how much a year changes. Oh so I can't God, tell yeah. you, I can't tell you five years because a year can change fast. Oh yeah. How many actors, how many actors do we admire and respect their work? And they just talk about, man, I was struggling like a monk. And then uh -huh. I go on this one audition. I didn't think I got it. And then it's like, Oh, I was on the Sopranos or I was, you know, exactly. it just, it became, it became this. Or it happens it when you least expect Exactly. It, yeah. Or it became <clears throat> this movie. And I, you know, and the next thing I know, I'm standing on the car, red carpet next to Keanu Reeves. It's like, yep. you know, so that type of thing, you don't, you have no idea. Right. So you're, you're a hundred percent right in that. You have, you, you just don't know. Yeah. A, a year that just, once again, the shit is going to change. It's going to change fast. You can't let it affect you. You got to change with it. And the things I think the things that I think the things that affect you over not worrying about the years or or this or that or putting a timetable on this or that. Yeah. Hold on, hold on to the things and the people that you love, and but especially the things that you're good at. So mm -hmm. if your life is if your if your stuff is going through turmoil on a personal level, and the gym is your focus. Yeah. Or the gym is your getaway. Right. Make sure you hold on to that. If Ew. you're going through, if you're going through personal life and personal turmoil, but you're doing a show, make sure you you hold on to that. Don't can, let anything I, distract you from. I it. have, some, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm I, I came up with something. I, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast yet, but I came up with something. Uh, so while I was figuring all my shit out in the past few years to get to where I'm at right now, uh, I I I figured out how to make myself disciplined, and I figured out how to have. Uh, constants in my life that I could build off things that mm -hmm. when th shit does go weary, when I forget who I am, when something brings me off the path, maybe I get fat again. Maybe I end up getting depressed. I've never been depressed, but who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if something takes me off this awesome path that I feel that I'm on and I need to find my way back, I will always have something that I came up with, which is my four pillars, my four. Pi so take family and friends out of the equation, just cause obviously you have, you have the people you love, right? That's obviously right. Mm -hmm. But what are things like, let's say even in a world, maybe I wind up in a place where none of my family and friends are. If I move out of Connecticut, I don't have any family and friends. 100% You know possible. what I mean? Yeah. So what are these four things, four things that I could always come back to, these four pillars that keep me up? And mine are, uh, and you could go to my Instagram, they're there too. It's running, mm -hmm. lifting, acting, comedy. Those are the four pillars that I could build everything on. The podcast is great. I love it. But... What if the podcast falls apart? I could always go do stand up. I could always go do uh, build that back up again and, and figure out some bits. Start you know start working on it more or 
acting. I could always do acting. You know, I could always, these are the things that no matter what happens in my life, these are pillars that I can come back to. And I hope, I pray everybody, that doesn't have to be four pillars. Maybe it's two. I have four things I know I could lean on that. Lifting, running, comedy, and acting. I could be broke. I could be half dead. It doesn't matter what it is. If I could have those four things in my life or be pursuing those four things, they will bring me back to center. They'll ground me. And I, I will, it will be enough for me to get out of bed and be fucking grateful that I get to live this life. Mm-hmm. Those are my four pillars. Do you have anything like that? I just came up with it a few months ago and I think I want more people to think about it more because I think that it will bring a lot of joy and a lot of stability to your thoughts to know that, you know, to discover what these pillars are. Um, mine's, mine's, mine's is, mine's is just like that. It's real basic. Yeah. It's real basic. Uh, keeping my faith grounded. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're a faith guy. Take, I, I taking, bring that taking, up. taking care of, uh, taking care of my mother cause I'm close to my mom's. Awesome. And, uh, shout out to mom. Love you, mommy. Making, making sure, making sure n- n- there's no interruption. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm not on a day off from the gym, I get to the gym. I don't care where I'm at. Now, I've had I've I have I've had to drive I've had to drive deep into Jersey just to film something for three hours and right. then I drive back, which is the which is the whole point for me, like for somebody crazy enough like me. Mm-hmm. Like I have a twenty four hour gym membership. You know, but I've had days like you know, I've had days it's like, all right, well, all right, so I'm gonna beat traffic, I'm gonna get to this and you know, I've had times where I've I've stopped in the city and I've just get a day pass when I work out. I don't let anything stop me from that because just that process of getting in the gym, doing that work, taking that little two hours for myself out the day and mm-hmm. missed everything else that's going on. Uh, that's important. Hell yeah. So those 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 couple things are just important. to Those me. rituals, right? Yeah, yeah. those rituals. Some, some those sort rituals. of thing to uh, faith. Funny enough, actually, like, you know, where the word where, where rituals come from, you know, mm-hmm. the the doing things a certain way. But uh, so so. Yeah, uh, uh, with 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 like different rituals and stuff like that. Yeah, man, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's listen. You see, you're a type of guy. See, so you you've created all these different outlets for yourself. Oh, I have. You know, there are many, and I don't think people do that. They don't. So, well, sorry, I don't want to say people. I, I I've been trying to. Get, yeah, you're right. I I don't think it's a common practice to find your outlets and find back to like your superpowers or things you're good at or things you love. Yeah. I don't think it's a common practice. I don't think a lot of people. I, I it's it's not a common. It's it's you're taught to go to work, save your money, take a vacation every now and then. Like, like y- y- I think you got which is why every episode I start off with what makes you happy because I think that's one of the most important things that we don't ask each other enough. I think mm-hmm. that's a question that that we are we should be way more used to asking and knowing about ourselves is what makes you happy. You got fuck man, if if there's any emotion in life worth being as often as possible, it's mm-hmm. happy, right? Yeah. You know, it's it yeah. feels good and spread it to other people. It's it's the shit. And a lot of people, you hear that question, like, I don't know, what makes me happy? You could say, all right, so family and friends, yeah, those, those that's there. That's there. That's, but that's like, there. That's and I don't mind change. if people answer that question that way, cool, but there's more to it. I know there's more to it. I, I like to pull it out of people. I'm like, really, man? Like, what is it? You build model ships? What? Is, come on. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is, man. I'm not, maybe I'll make fun of it. Doesn't matter. But like, like what? Yeah, it, might, it might be weird to me. I might not do that shit, but exactly. you know, you might be into it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because shit, my hobbies. My, they're nor like I said, we normalize them. They're really normal to me. It's fucking weird, man. Talking yeah. in front of people, putting on 
putting on clothing from another era, speaking in a, speaking in an accent, playing out on stage, pretending we're in another universe, or lifting heavy weights, or ru- running really far distances. They're all really strange things to do, but they bring me joy. It's all that matters. It's, it's what it's what makes you happy. Hell yeah, it's what makes you happy. And you know, I subscribe to the thing because I've seen so many people deal with it. In my own life, is that it can't be anything self destructive. I I agree. It shouldn't be. Yeah, it I, it should go without saying, but I may I may maybe don't say it enough. Is that as long as it doesn't hurt yourself or other people? Yeah, you know, it just can't. It really should. It just can't. Yeah, and it, I, you know, I I just I just it just can't. Yeah, yeah. but less, and it's like no, no, you don't understand. No. It just can't. Yeah. So you got to pick something else if that's the case. Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, really. Yeah, you don't 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 want people hurting themselves. No. Are you a coffee drinker by any chance? Hell yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, that's like one. I try like I battle with that as far as like it is a drug and it's an addiction and I don't know about you do you ever cycle it out No because I you know from from years of being you know being a weightlifter yeah. and you know seeing them ads with everybody hey listen this is the new pre-workout i think my body is dead to pre-workout like i think when you get to yeah, a level I, I wouldn't even mess with it i think when you get to a level like where i'm at where i've you've done used so many supplements because i've i've all the supplement guys in this area they all know me mm-hmm. um <laughs> i use so many i don't i don't even think it works anymore so right. like i'll get a new i'll get a new pre-workout you know and then it's cool it's that. cool for about a week yeah and so, then it don't work no more. So supplements, coffee is a supplement. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so before I, I get into this, there's a little diatribe that I, I, I've been wanting to talk to you guys about a little about. But so supplements being anything that's outside of what the standard care for a human body is. Mm-hmm. Right. So when, when we talk about supplements in the fitness industry, it's protein powders, creatine, all these things that are like that. It, or even outside of the fitness industry, like taking your vitamins and things like that supplements. So. Uh, a lot of people come up to me because they know that I work out and, and that I, you know, I have this seemingly crazy amount of energy. Like they, they want to know what I do, what my regimen is. First and foremost, if you ate the way that I ate, you'd be morbidly obese. I, <laughs> I train for a marathon. I'm a big guy. I'm muscular. Like the amount of food that it takes to be me is ridiculous. You can't do it. That's, that's, that's so marked it off the table. Yeah. But a lot of people ask, what kind of supplements do you take? And before I start recommending any kind of supplements, I ask them, listen, man. The reason you take a supplement is because every single one of your bases is covered. You can't improve on them anymore, so you have to take supplements to take you to the next level. So I asked them, are you getting enough sleep? They're like, yeah, I get three, four. No, no. If you're not getting enough sleep, don't don't worry about supplements until you get enough sleep. And then what's next? Um, uh, what's your diet like? Do you do you get enough protein? Do you get enough vegetables? Do you mm-hmm. get enough? You know, are, are you eating the amount of nutrition you need every day? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't think no, no. You're, you're I know you're not. I know you're not because you're asking this question. Uh, next exercise. Are you training hard? Are you training hard? And if you don't have your bases covered, don't waste your money on supplements. Is what I was gonna say. You. You just laid it all out. You there. know what I mean? You but just you laid you, it all out, and you there. discovered over years of lifting, like. I dude, you don't need a protein shake if you didn't have a proper lunch. You gotta b- start eating better lunches. <laughs> I, I, the thing, the thing I found best, and this is something, this is something I discovered later in life, due to you know, like you train with different people. The thing I found best is that go eat after. Mm-hmm. So you know, we get you know, uh, like protein shake is designed to be something. It's a meal replacement. Yeah. But if you live five minutes away from your house after you leave the gym, 
Take your, take your ass home and eat. That's yeah. the best thing you can do. Yeah. Um, most it's so I, I you know I've I've trained a lot of young kids and you know I've told them I was like you know most of the a lot of the stuff is uh, I don't want to dump on anybody's products but it's a lot of it is fillers. <laughs> A lot of it is a lot of it is is nonsense. Yes, thank you. A lot of it is. Thank nonsense. you very much. I don't want to dump on anybody's price because I might get a sponsor one day. Yeah, but exactly. a, yeah you don't. Have you to, might get a sponsor yeah, one exactly. day. That's a good but, point. You know, shit. but um, <laughs> you know, I, I like I told somebody, I said, listen, I've done the legwork for you. Mm-hmm. You, you. The main thing is, and nowadays, listen, when I get to the gym, I'm so ready to get into this training. I I sometimes I'll forget to take my pre workout halfway through and it's like oh okay and then i'll need a little boost right but other than that you, you've just got to cover all those bases exactly first. well it taking supplements before taking stock of your entire life of your entire life and figuring out what you can improve on is the same thing as like imagine getting lasik eye surgery and then still putting on glasses like no you you don't you don't you don't need the glasses if you have the base you don't need them anymore that's mm-hmm. basically what i'm saying is like you shouldn't have to take supplements unless you've maxed out everything that you're doing. So you've you've weighed out all those other oh options. Yeah. You weighed oh out yeah. all those other options. And there's there's guys younger than me, they built a lot more muscle than I have. They've learned the things that I didn't learn right at a younger age and uh it's like, "Oh, okay. I should have did that when I was 25." Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. But it's all good. You you, but know, you only have now. You only have now. That's you live it. and you learn. Um but you just got to you know, you just got to do that. But to answer your original question, I, you know, I do, uh, I do drink coffee. Um, I kind of, yeah. I kind of cycle it in and out. Like when I, when I'm really not in the mood or if I'm just trying to, if I'm just trying to just stay away from my pre-work for, for a little while, I usually just go grab a cup of coffee, right. maybe a shot of espresso so, and, so, and bang that real quick before I, uh, before I hit the weights. So, so what I do, uh, once every year, at least once every year, uh, is I try to, I, I quit coffee for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Basically, I don't want to have any crutches. Because coffee is a central nervous stimulant, and you become addicted to it. You become, uh, uh, what is it when you need something? Fuck, I'm forgetting the word. Sorry, guys, brain fart. I'm not that smart. But anyway, uh, you are no longer able to operate without it, and that's something that I hate because I I like knowing that my body does everything it needs to do on its own. I don't mm-hmm. need those crutches. So like every you know every few months, you just take a break from coffee, and my God, is it awful? <laughs> it's bad i'll I'll take a few like this year I, I don't know i went like maybe two or three months without coffee and basically it's like you know what a coloring book lo- looks like before you start coloring you just like that's what life felt like for a while it's just like it's life but just a little less colorful <laughs> like and maybe that's I, I wouldn't say depression but like it's just boring life oh. without coffee is boring so like that's basically what i did i quit it long enough to be like hey I don't need caffeine. Let's see if I <clears throat> like, let's see. I, I took an honest break away from it to see if like, do I need this to operate? And I don't need it. I just like it. You just, <laughs> and, that, and that's usually a lot of things. That's you all just, it came down you to. You just like it, you yeah. know, but I don't know, man, that, oof. I don't know if I can get rid of it. Listen, it's rough, dude. It's bad. You get real withdrawals, migraines for a couple of days because it's not just a mental addiction. There is a yeah. massive physical addiction to caffeine. I'll, so 
I, I've gotten, you get like, like you said, you get the headaches. Yeah, they're bad. Get the headaches. Oh, they're bad. <laughs> I remember this was last week. I was like, damn, I got a headache. Shit, mm-hmm. fuck wrong with me. You didn't like, have your oh. coffee yet. I was like, what time is it? I was trying to, I had to think back, like, did I have any coffee today? That's it. But one of the things that, and this is something I grew up drinking because of my grandmother. Right. Um, I drink tea a lot, too. I'm a tea drinker. Tea's good. So, um. Doesn't have man, that kick, but it's good. It doesn't have that kick, but it'll, it'll get rid of that edge, but. <laughs> That's it. I'll take the edge it'll off. It'll get yeah. the edge off, off, but you know your body's like, hey, listen, let's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's go, let's get over uh, Cumberland Farms exactly. real quick. Yeah, go yeah. get that coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How you drink it? Uh, cream and sugar. It just but like really, but, but I but you know what? I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what is happening to me as I get as I as I get older. Mm-hmm. I've used less and less sugar. Really, Fun, funny thing. I so I've been drinking coffee since I was a little kid. Yeah. And uh, one day I had a dream. I, I always thought the idea of black coffee would be disgusting. I never even took a sip of it. Uh-huh. And one day I had a dream that I liked black coffee and liked it. So the next day I tried it and I've been drinking black coffee ever since. And now, now I can't do that. But one of my boys, my boy E, he was like, listen, when we get ready for your next bodybuilder show, he was like, you got to get rid of the cream. He said, just black coffee. And I said, just black coffee? He was like, yeah, that's it. And I was just like, oh, man, that gonna Miserable. Be, that's going to yeah. be tough in the streets. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, but uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, it, I. Do you factor that into your diet? Because that's a lot of fat and sugar to be taken in the morning. And I know as a bodybuilder, it comes down to those calories. There's so when you get down to preparation for the show, there's so much that comes in. Oh yeah, there's so much that comes in to being factored into your body. Yeah, the ounces and the this and mm-hmm. the that and. It it kind of gives you a headache at some point to oh, yeah. think about it all, uh, but you know, listen, I've seen guys eat like shit for three months and get on a bodybuilding stage and look fantastic. Insulin, so, so, <laughs> so insulin is one of the many supplements you could take in in bodybuilding, in bodybuilding. that uh, that in conjunction with other performance enhancing drugs will turn you into a absolute Hulk. They just they just look yes. fantastic. Someone who's eating whatever they they want, I think that has a lot to do with. They did uh, not they did not break down the macros or nah. get a, or get a coach who helps you break down the macros and do all this wonderful stuff. Right. And, uh, but you know, you, uh, you only, you can only, you can only do what you can when you're preparing for something like that. It's just like preparing for a marathon. You do what you can. You're taking in more calories than normal, obviously, oh, because crazy. of what you, what you burn. Oh yeah. What um, you burn yeah, running. Some of these you know runs I'll burn like 1500 calories, dude. Not <sighs> even exaggerating. And like, I don't even think it's really factoring in because because I'm also muscular. Yeah. So when you're muscular and running, the amount of calories you're burning because all your muscles are moving is just insanity, man. Like, like, uh, and yeah, I'm, I want to think. I'm not necessarily worried about, but like, it's gonna be a fun little challenge. Just after the marathon, when I slow down on the amount that I'm running, I'll have to re get my diet back down because you can't eat like a marathon runner while you're not training for a marathon. No. Cuz no. cuz I'd get, I'd get heavy quick. So I've been practicing fa- fasting and stuff like that recently just to remind myself that I could still eat less. Yeah. But uh do you do any fasting at all? No. Yeah. I'm no, a big no. fan. Well, then again, you're not a hard a hard loser like I am, so you don't need to worry about I, it. I I have got to eat. Plus I got like a little probably like a little edge of hypoglycemia. Mhm. So, you know, if I don't eat, I'll start to get the 
I'll get the shakes a little That's bit. That's so. I so, start to get. I start to be like, oh, there's there's two Stefanos in here right yeah, now. Really? So like, yeah, dude. That's so fun. So as uh, as a key, like I've practiced a little bit of keto. Not that it's my the way that I eat, but like you were the first person I saw do that. Mm-hmm. And this is real. This is real shit. Oh shit! You're, You're the first one, person I saw do that, and it worked for them. Yeah. Because I heard other people say, "Oh, I'm doing keto right now," and I in my in my mind I'm saying, "Well, your ass looked the same as you did yes, last did. month." Yes, so, did. So well, I'm here's the thing. Good. Here's the thing about doing keto, guys. Um, and I'm gonna I'm move on to the last question quick, but like. I got to have less in here more often just so we could talk fitness stuff because I love this shit. And you're always welcome back, by the way, Les. Absolutely. But, um, Thank so, you. I appreciate that. So uh, so the thing about keto, guys, that a lot of people don't understand is that what you're really supposed to be discovering is that your body could operate without carbs and that your body could operate faster. Mm-hmm. What keto, the idea of the keto diet is that you're basically constantly in a fasted state, which mm-hmm. means you're burning ketones rather than sugar which are uh, burning ketones rather than glucose right mm-hmm. so when i was doing keto i kind of got off the actual keto diet real quick and just went straight to fasting because mm-hmm. you don't need to eat keto if you're fasting you're skipping right to ketones and i maybe this sounds like it's getting a little into the weeds i could explain it more one day if uh when i have a little bit more time but we're getting out of here soon but point i'm trying to make is that i learned how to operate without food in my system yeah. and last year i put it to the test i started so I was doing these 18-hour fasts, um, yeah, like 18 to 20. It was, it was one meal a day, basically. And I was doing these 18-hour fasts and doing, like, crazy physical activity. I pulled a 495-pound deadlift, eight, 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 18 hours fasted, and I ran 10 miles 18 hours fasted. And from then, my mind, like, I had proved it to my body and my mind that, shit, we need way less calories to move. At least I do, you know. So, like, I don't know if it could help with your blood sugar levels as far as like uh if you're hypo hypoglycemic but all i know is that i've beaten the myth that like i have to operate with food in my system it's cool just yeah. a quick sidebar two guys that come to mind when you say what you just said there's an old school bodybuilder his name serge nubray mm-hmm. and then herschel walker i don't know either of them okay they only serge nubray he was a guy competed in arnold schwarzenegger in movie pumping iron the documentary pumping iron you see a guy you see up there on stage Okay, there's three guys up there on stage on that movie. There's Lou Ferrigno, there's Serge Nubray, and there's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Serge Nubray, his whole bodybuilding career, all he ate, he ate one, one meal a day. Yeah. That's what he did. Hell yeah. Okay. Now, I could pull that off. Herschel Walker does the same thing. Yeah. He does the same thing. He he ate one meal a day. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's not impossible. Right. I don't know what kind of restrictions or things that people have with their body things that may throw them off some people are like you know these people i just gotta have a glass of wine a day it's like all right yeah. whatever okay sure just go sit down over sure. there. whatever whatever yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah, you just have to you just have to. they have a name for that but okay yeah. cool yeah. <laughs> but um can't get through the, can't get through your day without booze okay there's a name for it but whatever there's yeah, a name exactly yeah, okay, fine exactly but it's not impossible so yeah. you know when people hear that from you just let it's not impossible yeah high level athletes do that and they mm-hmm. build muscle doing it too so it's not impossible yeah so yeah, I just want to let people know that in case they're ever getting into fasting, and I got I need to talk about fasting a little bit more on this, just because I know I, I have a lot of personal experience. But yeah, uh, so Les, um, you're gonna come back in here another day anyway. But uh, but uh, way I always end it with with my guests, at least with their first episode. Uh, if you could just have everyone remember, if you could be remembered for something right now, like like uh, uh, I, I ask people to speak something into infinity because they these podcast episodes they last forever. There there's people could always go back and listen to them. It could be 10 years from now someone could come back and listen to this conversation. Mm-hmm. So just to end it on a strong point, something 
uh, it could be something that motivates you. It could be a piece of advice, just famous last words, just something you could speak in infinity and just last forever. What would that be? Um, Ooh, damn. Yeah. Damn. Oh yeah. I love this one. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Ooh, I hate getting stumped. I feel like I'm on jeopardy right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, take care, take care of the people you love and take care of yourself better. Nice, man. That's it. Nothing, nothing compliment, nothing complicated and esoteric and, you know, too Mm -hmm. deep, real, real simple. Take care of yourself and take care of the people you love better. That's so important, man. That's actually, so, uh, the way that I end I don't know if I described it to you guys before, but like the reason why my catchphrase, I I sign off the same way every episode, uh, which as my listeners know is drink more water and be nicer to each other. Keep Mm -hmm. listening. We're not signed off just because I said it doesn't mean, you know, I just wanted to explain it real quick. It's because it's the one piece of advice. It kind of goes with what you said. It's one piece of advice. I think you can get everyone because it basically means what you just said. Mm -hmm. Take care of yourself. That's drink more water. That's, but with drink more water is Look at your nutrition. Look at your diet. Look at your look at the thing. Your activity level. Just take care of yourself. That's what drink more water is. It's it's everyone could drink more water. Everyone could work out a little bit more. Everyone could afford themselves a little bit more self care. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And the second part is be nicer to each other. Okay, once you got your shit figured out, how are you gonna help everybody else? How are you gonna help those 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 you love and those you care about? So mm-hmm. the same thing. Basically the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, just you, you gotta, you gotta worry about you. And then once you got your shit figured out, you gotta worry about everybody else. You got it. Cause once you have a wealth of care to yourself, like you got to start figuring out how you could help other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's lesson I do is uh, with, with the things we figured out. And as far as fitness and, 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 and things of that nature is, you know, you, you pass it on to somebody else, whatever, you know, whatever you can pass on yeah, to other people. Absolutely. hundred percent. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for coming in today. Uh, last night, I, I definitely got to have you back. We'll come in maybe with some more prepared t- topics and, and you know, I, I want to get my, my I want to get some of my listeners more active. You know what I mean? I, I want people to discover this, this shit that, that has added so much value to my life and hopefully it could add some value to theirs. Absolutely. But with that said, we're signing off today, everybody. And as always drink more water and be nicer to each other. <laughs>